What's going on, guys? This is Eric Chris with Spitting Fire. And today, we're going to be talking about the four areas of health. And we have our special guest, Mr. Michael Baraya. Yeah, boy. So, Eric, the four areas of health. What are they, bro? Right, brother. So, um, you know, I, I put together a list. I think m- pretty much everything in our lives can be broken down into these four areas, especially when it pertains to your health. Um, so I'll give you the general categories and obviously we'll break them down into further components. So uh, the first area is your physical health. We will talk about that more. Second area is your mental health. The mental health. Okay. Again, we will talk about that more. The third area is your social health. Okay, okay, okay. And the fourth area, it wouldn't be right if we didn't talk about your financial health. Money, baby. Shmoney. So, let's start at the top. We're going to break this so down. So, when it comes to physical health, does that, does that pertain to your body? Does that pertain to, like, you know, going to the gym? Like, what, is that, what does that pertain to? Right. So, uh, there's about five, five different areas that I have under your physical health. Uh, the first one is your nutrition and your diet. You got to get that right. So, uh, I'm going to kind of just read something real quick and then we can talk really, really quick about it. So, there's, so how many, so before we get into that, yeah. how many areas are there in the, when it comes to the physical health? Right. So, there's nutrition and diet. Okay. There is fitness, which is your physical strength. There's sleep and relaxation, sex and then the last category is sickness, disease, and injury. Interesting. Okay. Right. So when it comes to nutrition and diet, what what, what do you mean by a uh, uh, nutrition and diet? Is that like what we eat, how we eat? Is it like a specific? Uh, uh, like what, give give us a little bit more details on the nutrition. Right. And diet. So I'm going to read what I uh, I'm going to read what I wrote, and then we'll we'll talk really quick. So the ability to provide the body with essential nutrition, including fluids, adequate essential amino acids, protein, essential fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, and obviously. Uh, the proper calories. So it's pretty much down to what you eat and drink. Um, we all know diet is an extremely important part of our physical and mental health. Um, and Correct. really, you are what you eat. I, I truly believe in that. So uh, the healthier you can eat and make sure you get that balance right, uh, the healthier you're going to feel. And obviously, that's why I'm drinking water all the time. Yeah, water, water actually cleanses out your body. Water, I can't say enough about. We could probably run a 30 minute podcast just on water, but I won't. Um, so nutrition, diet, an extremely part, we'll keep it brief, but I think we all know what we mean by that. You have to have a very, very good diet. Um, and nu- Does that and mean nutrition. eating leaves out of a bag or chicken <laughs> out of a bag? Or? Uh, I mean, it can be whatever you want it to be, but you, you have to make sure that you, know, you stay away from the fast foods. Too much sugar is obviously not good. Um, I don't always practice what I preach, but um, I know what's important and I try, to, I try to maintain a good healthy diet. So Uh, The second area in your physical health is fitness. So I have the ability to create and maintain our physical strength, athleticism, endurance, and flexibility. So So going to the gym would be a good idea for most people or kind of like do push-ups, pull-ups, Kind of keeping themselves on the health realm of that. I mean, any physical activity is is a is a step in a positive, you know, a positive step in the right direction. But um, obviously, doing things like going to the gym, um, you have your cardiovascular health. So if you if you get your heart rate up, whether running or doing the um, elliptical or something like that, obviously, yeah. or swimming is a great exercise. Um, you do need. I believe that you also need to do some weightlifting and and uh, some increase that uh, blood flow. Yeah, I mean, there's the cardiovascular, but you also have the, um, you, you got to do some weightlifting in there. It, it doesn't have to be super heavy weights, but you got to push your body a little bit. Um, that will cut down on the fat tremendously. So that's um, why you're going to the gym tonight, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now listen, I try to go at least two or three to four times a week. Um, athleticism, so that obviously has to do with cardiovascular endurance, so long distance running, flexibility. A lot of people look over that one. I think, you know, I, I see a lot of strong guys, um, but they can't touch their elbows together. So, you know, I think being flexible, doing 100%. stretching, doing 100%. yoga, um, doing all those things, I mean, you might not think they're important. I, I believe that, especially in the long run, when you get older, you want to be flexible. You want your joints to work. I mean, when I go to the gym, my first thing I do, five, 10, usually 10 minutes, at least minimum, is to stretch my body, stretch that muscle group, because you don't want to hurt yourself. I've been in the gym for 10 years, and I've been going consistently, never taking uh, more than a, a couple of days off. And it's been really, really extremely important by stretching my muscles. I've never gotten injured in the gym. For 10 years. Now, I haven't gone crazy heavy, but I've definitely done, you know, stretching, being flexible, being able to touch my toes, because I know that it's very important to get the blood flow. Yeah, and it's not just to prevent injury. It's also for longevity. When you get older, like I said, and you get things like arthritis, uh, whatever the word is, you know, arth uh, at, uh, arthritis, arthritis um, you know, you got to make sure that your your joints and everything are, are up to par. So fitness is extremely important. I'm not going to go through that. I mean, again, you could do a three-hour podcast, you know, 10-day podcast. Just well, on fitness. There's literally hours and hours yeah, of yeah, just fitness. on fitness alone. Look, yeah. stay fit, bottom line. All right, <laughs> next one, sleep and relaxation. So I have the ability to maintain a healthy and optimal amount and high quality level of sleep and rest. So uh, I'm a true believer in, in, you know, in sleep. I don't think you, you know, I think. Well, what, honest, what about those people that say, oh, I only sleep 34 hours, success, 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 sleep when you're dead. What do you believe? Do you believe in that? Or? Uh, listen, I think there's, I think when you're, you know, you're young and, and you have the energy, I think, you know, especially if you get into a routine of only getting, you know, four to six hours, I think you can get away with that a little bit, but I think you do have to find some time to really get some good sleep. You know what's crazy? I actually was reading some articles and, and a lot of the billionaires like uh, uh, like Elon Musk and all these wealthy, wealthy billionaires, they actually sleep, like Jeff Bezos actually sleeps eight hours a night. Like he himself says, if he doesn't get a good night's sleep, he doesn't feel right. Like he goes to sleep. I like, personally, uh, listen, I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs that say, you know, you should be working 20 hours a week. I personally, and I think 20, there's a time. Work 20 hours? You mean, or, excuse me, work 20 hours a day. And I, you know, maybe that's, you know, an uh, exaggeration, but I think there's a time and place where, you know, certain days, listen, if you have deadlines and a million things going on, I'm not saying, you know, you have to get that eight hours, but in a general, th I believe that you have to get six to eight hours. Sleep. And it's not just about the duration of your sleep, it's about the quality. Correct. You want to make sure that you're sleeping in the right, you know, temperatures and a comfy bed and the right type of bed. And, and I think the quality of your sleep is really important because when you get enough sleep, um, your brain's able to process information better. There's a tremendous amount of literature on there of the importance of sleep. Um, and if you think that doesn't affect your performance, um, you're wrong. Next, I have sex. So what do I mean by that? Uh, I know it's going to sound a little funny, but the ability to stimulate and feed our sexual appetite in both a safe and pleasurable manner. So, I mean, just think of it like this. If you never have sex or never masturbate, four months from now, how are you going to feel? A little crazy, a little crazy. Right? Yeah, I mean, a little crazy. I think, listen, but it's important to do it the right way with the right person, not go crazy. In the yeah, club yeah, yeah, yeah. Like of that. course, right. So I, I don't have to get into the whole ethical, moral way of doing it, or even the safe way to do it, because I think you know we're all you know most of us are adults on this podcast. But um, I think you know God gave us sexual desire to um, reproduce, reproduce, and there's that. It's one of the strongest desires we have. I mean, there's the desire to hunger, desire to uh, to drink, desire to sleep. And desire to have sex and if you don't ever fulfill that desire in one way i mean yeah there's priests and there's you know there's religious people who find other ways to convert that energy i think it's called sexual transmutation yeah, sexual right? right you have to you i did that I, I tell you this much when i started yeah. my company for six months i tell you right now it's crazy 
But for six months, I had zero, zero sex. You hear that, the reason, everyone? Well, the reason, I'll tell you why. It wasn't a bad thing. It was the greatest thing ever to happen because I took all that energy that I that the sexual desire transmuted it towards my business. And it really catapulted my business from zero to where you know where it needed to be. Right. So it was important. But a lot of people, they, they, they want to do it the wrong way. They either do too much or not enough. Because it's important to kind of take care of those desires and fulfill it. And yeah, my, so you my, have to, you have to, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna have sex, you have to know way. how to convert it, that convert that energy into another form, right? All right, sickness, disease, and injury, the ability to prevent, manage, and cure sickness, disease, and injury. Um, that's your physical health, right? I mean, certain people have certain disabilities. Um, the best thing they could do is just trying to manage it and find solutions and find ways to, uh, to work around them, whether that be a broken hip, or you have a disease and you, there's nothing you could do about it, or there is something you could do about it, or you just get sick a lot. Obviously, you know, sleep, fitness, nutrition, those will help with those things. Um, but you have to make sure you take care of yourself because if you're sick or you have a disease or you have an injury, you have to try to manage those situations, cure them as much as possible, as quickly as possible. Um, or if you can't cure it, just manage them. Well, I believe that most people actually can cure a lot of their, because a lot of people walk around with a lot of you know, limiting belief factors yeah. of how they don't feel good. That's a negative disease in their own head. It's called excusitis. They create excuses <laughs> in their head. And, and and there's a lot of people that actually have one leg or two or, or or three arms or whatever the hell it may be. And they still figure, you know, they find reasons to do what they said they're going to do and not create excuses. So a lot of these diseases, so to say, a lot of these disabilities are a lot of times mental because I see handicapped people in the gym and they're killing it. And I have people that, are, that look fit, look normal. They don't want to go to the gym because they're tired. Right. You know, if you have three arms, I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> cleaning your house would be a little, you know, putting dishes away might be pretty you know good at that. But um, all right, cool. So that's physical health. Um, now we have mental health. Ooh, Whoa. that's broken down into three sections. They are intellectual, emotional, and spiritual or religious. So intellectual is the ability to engage in creative and mentally stimulating activities. I believe. Um, if you want to stay fit in the world of business, you have to engage and stimulate your intellectual mind, um, and it's a huge part of your mental health. And so, uh, what does that mean? Maybe it means uh, reading. Uh, maybe it means watching certain audios or just having a conversation, an intellectual conversation with somebody about. Could be anything. It could maybe be about playing, the mind, chess. playing chess. Um, doing uh, puzzles, all these things. You have to be able to stimulate yourself mentally. Otherwise, your brain's going to deteriorate. If you don't use it, you lose it. Mm. Um, that's the way our nervous system works, and that's the way our brain and neurons work and communicate. And so if you don't stimulate that part of your brain, what they call the prefrontal cortex and its surrounding tissue, you will it will start to deteriorate, and you're going to lose that part of your capacity to think and so you always want to be stimulating myself my my grandfather was 96 when he passed away until the day he died um he was reading he was writing and he was stimulating himself uh, mentally because he wanted that you know it's one thing to lose the ability to walk it's another to lose the ability to think and you know he couldn't really walk when he passed but you know he was he was extremely uh engaged mentally and he can still talk so intellectual awesome. health is very important all right uh, emotional Emotional health, right. So um, my computer just closed. I'm just going to steal this for one second. Emotional health is the ability to understand ourselves and cope with the emotional challenges that life can bring. Emotional health is also the ability to acknowledge and share all of these emotions in a productive, relevant, and consistent manager. We, uh, manner. Excuse me. We call that emotional intelligence, right? Learning how to deal with other people 
with the right empathy is also utilizing your emotional intelligence. Right. You know, now, a lot of people can't control themselves. Hey, I'm one of them. I have a hard time. And that's one of the challenging areas for me to compose myself at certain moments. And that's a challenge for some people. You know, I tell that, talk that from first person me right there. Now, you know, I, I just want to touch on this really quick. I know it's going to be maybe a longer podcast, but, you know, uh, for me, so emotional health is a huge thing because... You know, I've done a great job in the last couple of years of, you know, working on my physical health. You know, I try to eat fairly healthy. I try to work out as much as I can, get good sleep. Um, you know, I don't really have any sicknesses or disease or injuries. You know, God bless um, sex. You know, it's been a few years, but joking. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, mental health, intellectually, I'm always stimulating myself. Emotionally, though, you know, I've, I've went through a situation probably over the last 12 months. And if I opened up a little bit where... I kind of went through this like depression state. I was a little empty. I was tired all the time. I was unmotivated and I couldn't figure out for the life of me what the heck was going on. And I studied, you know, neuroscience and psychology and I had some ideas, but, you know, I thought maybe it was one of those things. I kept eating healthier and getting more sleep and nothing was working. And I, I, you know, went to go see my, um, my, uh, my doctor and he kind of mentioned that it could be a situation where I was just kind of, uh, you know, have a low levels of serotonin and dopamine. And he gave me, you know, some natural kind of remedies for that. I've been taking them for about six weeks. And I got to tell you, it's dramatically, dramatically improved my mood, my emotions, my energy, my, um, my attitude Everything. and my, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's helped me in a lot. Now I'm not a doctor. I wouldn't, you know, go out there and recommend any of these things to anyone without speaking to your physician first. But my point is simply this, that was having a huge effect on my emotional balance in my body. And as soon as I just figured out what that one thing was and fixed it, it really helped me. And, and emotion is not just the biochemistry in your body. It's also the thoughts that are attached to those, to 100%. your biology. And so you got to get both right. Um, it's not easy because, you know, there's a lot that goes on in our life. But if you can master your emotions and help to stimulate and, and uh, manage the emotions in other people as well, um, business and, and life will oh, change uh, your whole life change change right so so that's emotional and then the last is the spiritual area is the spiritual and that could be, that could be religious it could just be spiritual um, but what I have here is the ability to establish peace and harmony in our lives spiritual health is also the ability to adopt congruency between our values and our actions and to realize a common purpose that binds together creation religion science and the self. I know it's kind of deep, but... Beautifully put, man. I'm not as intelligent as you, man. I just talk out of the ass, you know yeah. what I mean? But that um, was beautifully written. I love it. So... But I mean, listen, spiritual connection, can I be honest with you? That's one of my main things. Now, a lot of people in my religion, my Jewish religion, you know, and actually our Jewish religion, they might not realize that, oh, he's not religious, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. But to me... The more connected I am to God, I, I'm very grateful. I don't ask God for a lot of things. I just, I thank him a lot. My 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 day-to-day -day conversation with God is to thank him, opposed to asking him for stuff. I just tell him, listen, bless me with being a vessel to kind of help me be the right person to impact millions of people. And just thank you so much, thank you so much, thank you so much, opposed to a lot of people that just want to say, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. So right. I don't like to ask God for anything. And that spiritual bond, that connection is so vital. I mean, that's what keeps me alive every day. I have that that that, that feeling that God has like a, a cloud around me to protect me at all times, to be like, he's like my father. You know what I mean? He is my father. And I, and I feel great. You know, I feel amazing knowing that he's behind my back 24-7. Right. Because I talk to him almost every day. Like I go to the bathroom, I go home, I go anywhere, kitchen, whatever. And I just look up and say, you know what, God? I appreciate you. I thank you that you picked me out of all the humans in the world. You picked me to deal with. 
And I love that. You know, that connection, no one can steal that from you. I don't care. And your cousin, your negative mom, nobody can do that. You know? And to your point, I mean, I think everyone connects to each of these things differently. Obviously, spiritual is really important to you. And I think spirituality means different things to everybody. And Correct. you have to do what comes natural. Like, I'm not maybe as religious not saying you're religious really that much but i'm not as religious as some people but i'm a very spiritual person i believe in energy and 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 and, you know in the universe and a higher being and so i connect myself to that and that's where my the it it connects you to something greater than yourself and that's where spirituality correct the most important thing is to realize that you're not the big you're not the end all right it's not you nothing is about you it's never been about you you're not that important you're just a little speck you're a little star in the world there's millions of other things that are more important than you and your freaking emotions and your feelings and your life. And that's, there's a bigger purpose yes. in play. And that's where religion, spirituality all, right. all come into play. All right. Social health. I have that broken down into four sections. Family. Are... Family. Yes. Friends. Yep. Your romantic, which is your relational with you, with your with your significant other, and your business and occupational. Uh, 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 um, health as well right so very very pretty simple uh social health family the ability to build and maintain positive and meaningful relationships with family members not everyone's close to their family but sometimes you got to make friends family but for those who are blessed to have a good family or you know make the effort to try to maintain those relationships family is a really important part um it doesn't have to be a million people even if it's just one person like your mother your father your sister your son i come from from a broken home and i still try to keep those values of of family you know keeping that that relationship with my mom my brothers my dad really really tight listen it's a part of health i mean i think can you get away without having family i mean yeah but you're gonna you know in my opinion it'll be an empty space I mean, I yeah it's gonna be an empty space right so uh friends very simple the ability to build and maintain positive and meaning relationships with friends and i, uh, I want to talk about friendships because I'm, I'm, I'm the word friend is used very loosely nowadays like oh yeah he's my friend a friend is someone that adds value to you and someone that you can add value back. It's a win-win relationship in my opinion. You see, a friend is not someone that drives you around and does everything for you. I'm not there for people to serve me. I'm there to actually create a win-win situation. Now, I'm going to serve you to death. Now, if you help me out, it's a win-win situation and we grow together. And I want to learn from my friends. I want to be inspired by my friends. I want to be motivated by my friends. It's not just about, oh yeah, he's my friend because I grew up with him. I grew up with a lot of beautiful people and they're not my friends. Because they don't have the same values. They don't, they don't you know, have the same core beliefs like I do. And they're not going to add value to me. And I want to add value to them. So it's a, it's a lose-lose situation. So maintain the right positive relationships with your friends, to me, is one of the things that got me to where I am today. I have a lot of, a lot of acquaintances. You know? But I have very few mentors and very few friends. Because it's very, you can't use that word very loosely. You can't, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think also, I mean, you can have different groups of friends. Like... I mean, I'll admit I haven't always, you know, done my part keeping up, you know, following up and and staying in contact is one of my kind of weaknesses, so to speak, in terms of friendships. But um, I think you can have different levels of friendship, right? Like, I mean, I have my business friends. I have friends that are, you know, some other friends that maybe aren't as ambitious or motivated as me and don't necessarily always want to have intellectual conversation. But, you know, they're still my friends because, you know, we, we relate on a different level. At different we, call times, acquaint- so. we call them acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on it's the situation. It's still a friend, but, but you know, it's not yeah, like, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't consider like a guy that I, you know, I went to high school, we talk every couple of months as a friend, friend, friend. I would consider him, you know, a great relationship, a great bond, but not someone that I would want to talk on a daily basis because their mindset honestly between me and you their mindset will rub off on you doesn't mean i don't talk to them i talk to a lot of people that i don't agree with but calling someone a friend to me is very 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 powerful work you know like you're my friend 
We, we get we get Thanks, along bro. very well. Yeah, I appreciate you, You're man. My friend, bro. You're my friend too, man. Like we learn from each other. We we help each other grow. You know, I call Jason, one of the guys we work with, my friend. I call Corey, one of my friends. You understand? These are people that I call friends because we grow from each other. We learn from each other. You know what I mean? Yep. Awesome. So uh, romantic, again, your ability to build and maintain positive and meaning relationships with your significant other, your romantic partner. Um, you know, not no, actually, always in a, in, a, in a relationship, but, you know, I think part of your health at some point, you know, I think it, it makes sense to... I think it's one of the most important to, relationships. To pair up and I think um, it's most you got to find the right person. Again, these are all subjects we could talk about for days, but yeah. um, I think we'll we leave that do a pod, what it is. Every, every podcast, every one of session, podcasts, right? right? Um, all right. Business and occupational, the ability to, again, the ability to build, maintain positive meaning relationships with coworkers, employees, bosses, business partners, and anyone else relating, relevant, or connected to work. Also, the ability to get personal fulfillment and joy from our jobs or choosing career fields. So what is That's the, important. That's literally, yeah, that's, that's very good because most people, they go to work because they have to, not because they want to. Like we show up every morning because we really what? I mean, I want to show. I love, I love waking up to the sun, seeing that sun beaming me in the morning. I'm like, yo, today's a great day. I'm going to make moves. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm excited in the morning. Now, I remember like years ago, when I used to go to the 47th Street Diamond District. I hated it. I used to, I used to wake up at 12 because I hated it so much. You know what I mean? So when you find your passion, oh man, you know, wake up like that. And that's really, you know, social, that social health bar, so to say, is important because, you know, that relationship with you, your friends and business, your, your coworkers, your business in general, right. your job is really, really crucial. And that's why, okay. listen, 30, 40% of your life is at a job or at a business. Most yeah. people spend like 30, 40% of their life in a fucking job, you know, in a, in a business, in a place of work. So you gotta find something you love, something you care about, otherwise you'll be wasting your time. Now hey, this doesn't mean I love every single aspect of the business. There's a lot of things I don't like to do, but I love the whole concept, what it brings value. But I think that's, you know, that's what makes people successful is doing things even when they correct, don't correct, want correct. to, but you, you should generally appreciate you what appreciate, you do. Correct. And if you can't, you have to find ways to either change what you do or find ways to appreciate what you do. And so we've gone through physical health, mental health, social health. Uh, please let me know if there's something I'm missing. We're on to um, financial health, my favorite one. Health. Oh, now listen. How healthy we, are you, brother? Before we get into this little little section right here, I know a lot of people say, Michael, why do you love money? And I always tell them, I don't love money, man. I don't love money. I love the results that money can bring me, the choices that it can bring me, the options. And we live on an economical planet. We don't live on a planet that worries about tulips or trees. Now, yes, we're made up, you know, in a beautiful world with nature, but if I have a thousand trees, I can't do nothing with it. But if I got a thousand dollars, I can go buy myself food, I can buy myself a tree, I can buy myself a car, I can buy myself something. And that's why it's important to take care of your financial aspect and your financial health. So the first part, go ahead. Eric. Right. So there's four parts. Um, there's four parts, man. Absolutely. There's four parts. So you have the, your income, which is obviously, um, you know, we'll talk about that more. You have your, your expenses. Your expenses. You have your credit, your savings, and your assets. So we'll, we'll talk about this. And I'm not, you know, uh, uh, an expert, expert, expert in this so area five yet. So it's five obviously, uh, yeah, there's five areas. So. Um, let's just kind of go through these and um, if anyone has anything to say afterwards, I know there's a podcast, obviously you're not going to be talking back, but I'd be curious to get some feedback on what people think, especially about this section. So, um, so income, uh, I keep it pretty vague on this sheet or, or simple. I say the ability to generate or produce money. So 
We all have different incomes. Obviously, in the world of business and sales, it fluctuates. I, I actually like that because I, I like to earn um, my pillow, you know. And earn so, that pillow, baby. Uh, look, at the end of the day, you, you really can't do too much. You can't save if you're not making money. I know we always say stack and pack, but you re- you got to be able to make money, the right? Well, the, so, this is the, let me say something. This is what I've learned from Grant Cardone. There's three levels of, of money. Number one is to make it. Number one is to keep it. Number three is to multiply. Many people have no clue. Many people have no clue how to make money. Now, I'm not, when I say make money, I don't mean go to the printing press and start making money. I'm talking about collect money, right? You gotta learn how to collect money from other people. Give them something of value so they give you a piece of, piece of paper, right? That's number one. Number two is the saving of money, the keeping of money. Now, the reason why you wanna save it and stack it and pack it is not to spend it on nonsense. It's to multiply. You put it in a safe spot, in a savings account, in a little treasure chest, under your pillow, I don't care, under your blanket, to one day invest it to multiply it. You don't wanna save it for a rainy day. I'm telling you, rich people pay zero dollars in taxes, almost. You know why? Because they make money in their company and they invest it right back into something. Whether it's real estate, whether it's their business, whatever it may be. Right, and the third, the third level is which most people don't even know is multiplying it. Right, you gotta make it, you gotta keep it, and you gotta learn how to multiply it, and that's with wealth creation. So when it comes to income, so right, so I, I just I'm gonna go through these really quick, and then we're gonna break. I'm gonna have you break it down even better than me because you're probably more experienced. So I have income, expenses, I have expenses, I have savings, savings. which is divided into fluidity, diversity, um, interest, and investments. I also have credit. credit and then I have assets. Absolutely. So income, the ability to generate, produce money, that obviously just comes down to the to the money that you're you're making. Comes out to the nitty gritty. Um, now remember, there's three, there's three types of income. Let me just break this down. Yeah. This, 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 this is my this is my area. Yeah. Just to let you guys know, Eric is, is, is a PhD, SHMHD, I don't even know, some kind of D. Whatever he got accolades up the ass. When it comes to degrees, you got more degrees than a thermometer. Okay, I got zero degrees. I dropped out. Of, I, I, I dropped out of college. I went through five high schools. I went through nine schools total. I got kicked out of eight schools. I am not the guy to talk about all this mental and and, and and social and physical jargon. I mean, listen. When it comes to money, I've obviously learned a lot in the past couple of years. I built a multi-million-dollar company. Uh, we're growing. We're actually pushing for 10 million right now. We're actually pushing after that for 100 million. Like we're doing some great moves. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Are you in the hiring process? We're in the hiring process, <laughs> <laughs> right? But but when it comes to income, there's three types of income. Number one, there's active income. I Meaning you have to trade your time for money, right? You got to put your time in. You got to get money out. The second way of making money is through portfolio money, through making money through a portfolio, and that comes through the asset. Whether you own a house, whether you own a building. Uh, uh, no, sorry, another good example. If you own uh, some stocks or whatever the case is, right? You own a piece of a company. And the third one is passive income, where you're literally sitting on a beach making moves without putting your time into it and money is passing through to your account. And that comes through real estate, that comes through maybe some certain dividends, whatever the case may be, through investments. But that's pretty much where most of the income comes from. So, correct me if I'm wrong, most people, I think we all generally start from an active place. 100%. Um, and so, I think, you know, the first part of of becoming healthy financially is to just find ways to actively generate as much money as possible and so you know listen there's a there's a process to getting healthy it's taken me a while um but i've really started to slowly you know become much healthier it's like a body it's like a body you have to it's literally you have to take care of it most people focus on their expenses opposed to focusing on their income that's what you're saying you gotta increase that income forget about the expenses 95% 95% of my energy in my company is on the income. Right. I don't worry about the expenses. 
And that's the most important thing. So you got to get your income up. You got to get your income up. 95% yeah. of your energy needs to 100% go into creating more income. Which is where I spent the first three and a half, three years in the industry just building my income. Now, 100%. which takes us right to the expenses. So what I have Ooh. is the ability to manage and limit your expenses when necessary. Correct. The reason I say when necessary is because sometimes limiting your expenses is the wrong move. Correct. Like for instance, I'm investing in, a, in an office downstairs that's increasing my expenses, but it's a necessary necessary expense. Correct. Well, so I can tell you it's now. the unnecessary expenses that you have to limit and manage. Correct. And I think uh, that's where a lot of people just, you know, I bleed money sometimes. I buy things I don't need to buy, but I'm smart enough to realize that, you know, if I, if I can, if I, if I limit my expenses, then I'm going to, I'm going to be able to put myself in a better healthy situation. Correct. Now you remember, you want to focus on, the, like I said, 95% of your energy. If you put it on creating more income, you won't worry about the expenses. Like right now, I can buy anything I freaking want without thinking about it because I put myself in a position where I created more income versus worrying about my expenses. When I was 20 years old, I was literally counting my money on how much I could spend on food for the week. So it's important to know your, where you are in life. Now you may have kids, you may have a family. I guarantee you, if you put an extra five, 10, 20, $30,000 in, in, in your pocket a month, I guarantee you'll stop thinking about dumb expenses. Like, oh, should we remove Netflix? Like, should we penny pinch and not spend money on coffee? That's retarded. You spending money on coffee or not spending money on coffee is not gonna make you rich, all right? Buy that coffee, enjoy that coffee. What you should do is increase that income. Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, I, I actually believe that I spend money on things like that all the time. I don't really think about it. I mean, I don't have a family or kids. I just want to, you know, I don't overspend, but I, I, I spend on those things. And there's a lot of people who feel like, you know, saving. In fact, I just saw a video on saving every and they're wrong. penny. And, they're, and I disagree with and them I, 100%. I, yeah. I agree with you. So I think that's an hey, interesting that's insane. I'll give an example. You save us, for example, let's say you just stop drinking coffee as an example, right? That's $2 a day you save, that's 60 bucks a month. Why don't you just take that energy and go make yourself two, $300 for that extra month? Like, why would you put your energy on limiting expenses when you could put 100% of your energy on creating more income and live a life that you actually want to live? Most people get stuck in, oh, I only make 50K a year from a job and I can only do this and that. Hey, if your job only gives you 50, why don't you go to the boss and say, hey boss, what can I do to get an extra $1,000 a week here? I guarantee you, if somebody came to my office right now and said, yo, how do I actually make more money here? I say, do this, do this, do this, do this. I need this, this, this done. Right. And if they get it done, they get that bonus. If they get it done, they get more money. You want more money? Get me more revenue. Now, That's what I usually tell them. So, so Eric, give me, give me well, your, yeah. Well, I just want to say with that being said, I think the whole point of expenses is like, I don't believe in the like, I don't believe you have to penny pinch everything. I think what you have to make sure is, is that you're not overspending for no reason. So right. you know about, you know, like if you see people on social media buying all these fancy cars and all this jewelry and you know, they're spending every single dollar that they have that they should be stacking. And then investing. And then investing. And so where people get it wrong is you, you, you shouldn't have to act or look rich. If you're rich, great, enjoy your life. But for me personally, I don't need those things to feel good about myself or I don't need to boost my ego. And that goes back if, to if I get something, yeah, if I get something is because I want it and because it's, it's I, I want it for myself, but I don't spend unnecessarily. I keep my expenses in check. Like I didn't buy a car for the first three years I lived in the city because I didn't need it. I could have afforded a car, but I'm not spending unnecessary expenses when I don't need it. So make sure you manage your expenses. I'll read it again, the ability to manage and limit your expenses when necessary. All right, which takes me to credit. I love this one because I had a 450 credit two years ago. Now I have a 750. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so the credit is basically your ability to, you know, borrow money. 
Now, I, that's very, listen, when it comes to the business, listen, woo! 90%, 95%, 97% of the money in the world is borrowed. It's credit. It's not real, you know, it's not fiat currency. It's not real money. It's just borrowed money. And I think people forget that. People don't even realize that most of the money in the world is just borrowed money. Um, and so what, you know, what you should be thinking is how can I use what they call, you know, OPM, other people's money to help grow my income and my business or whatever you're doing. And that's why I love real estate, um, man. I mean, and I that's love... where credit comes into play because yeah. you, you really got to get good at, I didn't appreciate credit for a long time in my life. I thought, oh, I was going to make a million dollars and live a happy life. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, a million dollars, first of all, is shit, but also Credit, your ability to borrow and leverage uh. is what makes your bank account so healthy. 100%. Remember, every single dollar that I have in my mind, I'm already thinking about the bank giving me three, four times that amount so I can go buy myself a building. Right. So if like, you have 500000 technically speaking, you really have 2.5. Well, about 2. About 2. 2. About 2 million. Depends on, you know, depends on the Usable the and usable Dude, you can, Like, for example, the 500 k sitting around doing nothing. That's $2 million into a property. Now you probably, you know, in New York City, a house costs $2 million, but you wanna go somewhere where outside of New York, where I can get a 20 unit building for a million dollars almost, you know? $800,000 in Tennessee, Nashville, I get myself a nice 20 unit building. And that, that machine right there, which is the next thing we call an asset, is gonna spit money at me every single month and create me that residual ongoing passive income. Oh, you might say, well, Mike, what about the tenants, the toilets, the termites? We hire a management company. Hello, I'm not doing all the work. <laughs> like people have some crazy, crazy thoughts. I don't want to become successful because I'm afraid of all the work. Oh, yo, well, listen, you'd rather be broke? You'd rather suffer? Bro, I suffered my whole life. My mom and dad. Well, I think there's two pension. quotes that, that uh, kind of, uh, that kind of relate to what you just said. So the first one is, um, well, I love this one because I think it's so true. I'd rather, uh, work hard and have an easy life than live easy and have hard. No, excuse me. I'd rather have hard work and live an easy life than have easy work and live a hard life. Because either way, it's going to be hard. Either you work hard and have an at easy work yeah. and have an easy life or your work is easy, but you have a hard life. So either way, it's going to be hard. I'd rather have hard work and an easy life, though. I like that. Um, I like that. Well, listen. And the second, the second quote, we, though. That's why we uh, say, "Earn your pillow, baby." Yeah, earn your pillow. The second quote is, "If you think it's expensive to hire a professional, <laughs> wait till you hire an amateur." Hundred percent. So my whole point is to try people again. People try to penny pinch by by you know taking you, the the cheap route when the when I'll, the, I'll the cheap a, route is just doing at the expensive. I'll way. give you a third quote. All right. When you when someone says, "Oh, what if you train all your 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 uh, uh, your trainees and they leave you, right?" Because a CFO goes to a CEO and says, "Yo, we gotta train all these people, right?" No, sorry, sorry, sorry. The CEO goes to the CFO, right, and he says, "Yo, we gotta train all these people. We need some more money to invest the training system." The CFO says, "Listen, uh, what if we train all these people and they leave us?" The CEO says, "Listen, what if we don't train them and they stay here?" Right, so you wanna you wanna put yourself in a position where that you make money be your bitch. Money is my slave. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, the Hamiltons, all these motherfuckers are all working for me 
24-7. The money that's staying in my bank account is decaying. And I'm eight, every day that goes by, I get mad. I'm looking for that building. So for those who listen to this podcast, if you got a building, minimum requirements got to be 10, 15, 20 units. It's got to be anywhere that's not in New York City. Like when I say New York City, like not in the heart of New York, because I'm not looking to spend a, a five, six, seven million dollar property. I'm looking for a million to 1.5, maybe two, two, maybe 2.5 million dollar product. And I'm looking for some real estate to put my K-ish to spit back. So anyway, gotcha. so we got income, expenses, credit. Let's talk about assets for a second. I'll let you kind of take over. I have, uh, well, I'll just break that down a few. I have we fluidity, kind of which is basically the ability to access your money. So I have an investment or an asset. It's a, a life insurance policy, which I question now that I've already done it, but I've already done it. So it is what it is. But um, to me, one of its downsides, yeah, I mean, it's not a real asset, but it's, uh, it's not very fluid is my point. I can't access that money, which drives me crazy because I want to be able to access it, right? Correct. Um, I have diversity. So, you know, some people believe in diversity. Others don't. Uh, I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. one way or the other. Correct. And the other Correct. is interest and investment. So uh, how, what is the interest? What, what is your return on investment? Um, but an asset essentially is not something you own. It's a something that it's something that produces money. So hey, you're an employee, your employees can be assets to you, yeah. or they can be liabilities. So I'll, I'll let you kind of talk about assets. Yeah. So, so to me, assets. This is what I think about assets. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a great book. And assets are about if it makes you money, it's an asset. For example, is your home an asset? Only if it's making me money. Only if it's making you money. Now, in, in reality, you should never buy a home, my opinion. Now, my opinion means shit, but Grant Cardone's opinion is never buy a home because it doesn't create enough cash flow to keep you engaged. It's like, for example, if you had a job and they paid you $100 a week, would you be as motivated as you are right now? Probably not. You'll be very demotivated because it's not enough. Same thing with a house. You're making two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month, a thousand dollars a month. It's not going to motivate you. You know what I'm saying? You want to make, you want to make moves. You want to have money coming in flows. You want river streams. You don't want a lake. You want a river. You want flows. You want cash flow. Cash is not king. Cash flow is the holy grail. So you need assets that pay you every month. So if you buy a building or a house and it pays you every month, you have an asset. If you have a car, it is not an asset. Now, my Lamborghini that I'm getting actually, that Lamborghini is gonna be an asset while it's still losing value because that little sucker is gonna give me a lot of recruits and that's why I'm gonna get it. Or Otherwise, if you have vans that take, you know, equipment. Well, correct, yeah, yeah, correct, so. correct. But what most people, what they do is they buy themselves a nice luxury vehicle to look nice, to look good without the intention of actually making more money with that vehicle. So with that all said, uh, obviously there's a lot of conversation when it comes to money. You guys already know how I feel about some of the stuff. I'll make a separate podcast just on money alone. We could talk for ages on that. I love that concept because I've been studying the game of money for quite some time. So when it comes to the four uh, areas of your health, it comes down to the physical health. It comes down to your mental health. It comes down to your social health and the financial health. And I love the fact that Eric broke down a lot of them into a lot of different categories and it keeps us you know, uh, uh, on a good uh, uh, listen, I learned a lot of what I need to work on. Like, I need to get some more sleep. <laughs> like, I, I haven't been sleeping enough. So I'm like, you know what? I got to be sleeping a little bit little bit more, get myself more relaxed. Like, can fix my emotional health, fix this, fix that. So this is a great podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as you guys know, every single Monday, we come at you straight from the front, spinning fire. All right, guys. If you like this content, do me a favor. Share it with a friend. That's all we ask for. Share it with a friend. Share it with, with, with a colleague. Share it with someone so it can motivate them and inspire them and kind of give them some nuggets on some success. Have a good one, guys, and enjoy your night.